0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network.
1: Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Me and Vegan Danielle are here, and we're going to be going through some different vegan news topics. This is the first episode that I've ever done like this, and hopefully it's something we can collaborate on in the future. So
0: Yay, I'm happy to hi. be here with Danielle. Yeah, <laughs> And for those of you that are listening on my channel right now, um, Victoria and I did an episode a long time ago. I know I've referenced it a few times. It's it was the first time that I talked about my life story. And uh she was the one that was here, so Victoria and I both record at specially produce network and so it's super easy for us to kind of do this collaboration so if you want to check out her podcast, it's vibrant raw living, and I guess that'll do it for the intros
1: yeah and V and Daniel's is vegan Daniel as well, so on Instagram and all that kind of stuff too so there's been you know there's always new evolving things in the vegan community that are coming up, so I just wanted to touch base on some of them. One of the topics that I thought was kind of interesting is that Snoop Dogg is going plant-based and becomes BFFs with vegan Ironman Rich Roll. Now, Rich Roll, as both of us know, is a really popular podcaster, and he has a lot of incredible guests on his podcast. And he's been plant-based and is like a superstar athlete. And I have to say, I saw Snoop Dogg eating vegan slut in Atlanta, (laughs) which is, if you guys aren't familiar with that, it's a food truck, and they do vegan burgers, and it's been popping off. So... Um, I think that it's cool that a lot of people in mainstream media, especially in the South, are, you know, encouraging that and kind of entertaining it. I don't know. Have you heard of Vegan Slut?
0: I would just because of that article. Yeah, yeah. it's it's funny to me because, you know, a lot of these people aren't doing it the healthy way. You and I feel like are a lot more well, especially you. You're raw, you're whole food. Like I try to yeah. be mostly whole food plant based. Like I've been raw lately. But like, yeah, it, I, I don't really gravitate towards a lot of this junk food. And... um. So it's not really my audience, but at the same time, like, just normalizing it. Like, you're getting people that people look up to and we're saying, like, hey, look, even this person is promoting this lifestyle. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to get a lot of backlash. There's going to be a lot of people that are like, screw that, not going vegan, but there's always going to be some sort of storm before the calm. So, yeah, I think it's awesome no matter what it is or who it is, Mm -hmm. if they're putting it out there in a positive way.
1: Yay! Yeah, Totally totally and i think like even within the whole um within the south you know there's a huge incidence of diabetes and heart attacks and all this kind of stuff so i think it's great that they're trying to create a plant-based option for a community that obviously loves food and loves comfort food mm-hmm. so like they know their audience mm-hmm. so i feel like it's awesome that they're doing that so congrats slutty vegan
0: <laughs> what a name
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So some other issues that have been coming up. I thought this was really strange. Elon Musk predicts the vegan colonies will be on Mars in seven to ten years. I mean, there's been all these TED Talks of people like going to Mars. I'm just like, yo, let's take care of this planet. <laughs> right, right. Seven to ten years. There's going to be like, like ten-year is challenge. Stupid. There's going to be like people on Mars. But, like You're... ten years ago, I was on Earth, guys. <laughs> Look at me now. I'm living my best life as a Martian.
0: So, you know, it just makes me think about whole. of um the whole thing well what would you do if you're stranded on an island and and the only thing there to eat would be a pig or like one of these stupid freaking scenarios but I know that's what it makes me think of just send all the vegans to Mars exactly
1: (laughs) that'd be freaking hilarious we'll see man there's a new like six year old Japanese tofu company launches a miracle protein of vegan cheeses. Now, I've seen, you know, there's a lot of cheeses and a lot of Beyond products. This is from Beyond, the same uh, Mm -hmm. products that are um, doing the Beyond burger, I believe. And they're saying, you know, it melts, grates and tastes just like the real thing, you know, and cheese is one of those things that's so addictive and so difficult for people to let go of, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to transitioning to a vegan lifestyle, because there are a lot of um, casomorphines and, you know, really intense like chemicals and stuff in cheese that make it as addictive as heroin. So a lot of people don't realize that, but... It is definitely really prominent, so more vegan cheeses on the market means yeah. less cows in the dairy farms, which is good news.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Also, one of the things that um, I saw came up was Natalie Portman requested a 100% vegan wardrobe for her new movie, Vox Lux. Now, oh, wow. From what I saw, the movie didn't get that great of reviews. Um, I know that I was like, okay, this kind of looks interesting. You know, I definitely appreciate Natalie Portman as an actress and stuff, and um, you know, that she promotes a vegan lifestyle and message and things. So that was interesting that they were able to create a, a you know, a fully vegan wardrobe and that actors and actresses are actually even making these requests. I think it's very yeah. woke.
0: I think the <laughs> hashtag, um, <Yes. laughs> I think the, uh, the wardrobe thing is really cool. Cause I've seen like a few times uh, for craft services, right. For the meals that they're, some of the actors are requesting vegan meals. And I had a guy, Marley Ficolora, that was on here uh, last year or something. And he is. You know, not he's been on like some of the CBS show, like at SVU. <laughs> I saw him yeah. I was sitting at home watching TV, and I saw him show up on my TV, and I was like, ah. <laughs> there he <laughs> was. <anyways, it> <laughs> he's been, on, you know, he's not huge, but he's been on a few uh, yeah. pretty mainstream things, and and totally. he, I asked him about that too, and he mm-hmm. was like, you know, I just tell him I'm vegan, and they have to provide food. Uh, but yeah. I didn't ask him about the wardrobe. I didn't even think about mm-hmm. that, like leather things or whatever. So that's pretty amazing. That's a totally. big step. Yeah. Um, I saw this thing on Plant Based News. Uh, three million people will attempt to go vegan in 2019. So this is based out of the UK, and they're talking about people giving up meat the same way that they gave up alcohol. So it seems like, like, as in people are making this their resolution. Mm-hmm. So we know a lot of people aren't going to stay that way, and especially if you start off with a resolution. But the good news is that three million people are interested. Yeah. So if they're interested and they can get behind... The animals and the environment and their own health, maybe it'll turn into a lifelong decision. So that's totally.
1: And I think, like, you know, there's a lot of, as we're seeing in the mainstream media with all these different, um, you know, kind of more corporate systems of people adapting to the vegan. Way of life and wanting to get vegans coming back because Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of restaurant chains and fast food places got a really bad rap. You know, especially when we look at films like, um, Super Size Me, Super Size Me got a really bad name, and then also there was another documentary, Food, Food Food Inc. Inc. Yeah, you know, I think it was like kind of looking at a burger company where it's like, whoa, like taking a behind the scenes look. At things and then it's just like, no, we're gonna come out with another flavor. We can't like restructure everything. Sorry, fam. But you know, it's like there are. These, these chains are now that there are more vegan products coming out on the market that more people can have the option of supporting them mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. even though i might not want to go to a fast food chain for the people that will want to do that it does create an environmental change where we're yeah. not you know contributing to the needless death of you know millions and millions of animals on a yearly basis and you know that pain and suffering and all of the disease and destruction that it causes it's like You know, you can create tasty fast food options for people who are looking for affordable, Mm -hmm. quick Mm drive-through stuff and, you know, not be contributing to a lot of the health issues, death issues and environmental issues when it comes to, you know, animal products as a whole.
0: Well, and I think that's a really good point because… Like you and I have talked before, not for us. You yeah, know? I, I have no interest in going to go to Del Taco or Carl's Jr. Now I would do it once just no. to try it out. But
1: and both not... of us have had like processed vegan food exactly. options in the past exactly. too. So it's like I feel like we kind of got it out of our system and we kind of crave different things now. Yeah. But it is good to know that if we ever did want it, that that option is there if too. We're
0: stranded in the middle of Minnesota. <laughs> no, just True. I, uh, well, I do, but like the point that you. M- made about people having it more accessible It vegan food doesn't stay this category of like only the wealthy affluent people can have it ah, you
1: know or the hippie rabbit people
0: right yeah. <laughs> so now it's kind of this more mainstream no even your local fast food joint mm-hmm. has it cool yeah not my thing but really awesome that it's available for people and and you know one of the other stereotypes that we see a lot you think about areas with section 8 housing or you think about areas that are just below
1: the poverty, the medium, or yeah, yeah. yeah
0: below poverty even and um what do you see you see fast food liquor stores smoke shops you know hospital maybe or mm-hmm. the hospital is right outside mm-hmm. of there and it's like man what do all these things have in common it, they're they're all terrible for you and then you end up in the hospital and it's like keeping the poor poorer and it it's really sad how it works but there's absolutely no education that's going into these systems right. either and then you look at the school lunches and they're all full of dairy and meat and mm-hmm. it's and just processed
1: food. It's terrible. So yeah. what are these
0: people supposed to do, you know? Totally. And I I think it's amazing that we can at least bring something and I know a lot of these schools at least here in uh, East County San Diego mm-hmm. it's a little bit a little bit closer to the poverty side that there's um, some of the school systems are bringing on Meatless Mondays and they're bringing on healthier options. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, you know, it's yeah. it's not anywhere near I want it to be, but it's, uh, it's a step huge step forward. Yeah. yeah,
1: I know like going to UCSD for college, they always had Meatless Mondays and all the cafeterias as an option. There's always cool. vegan options. And now they they actually have a food co-op on campus where they have like, you know, they make kind of it's almost like a little bit like whole foods in regards to some of their like i don't know healthy vegan things that you can get out of there and it's vegan and vegetarian so some mm-hmm. of it has like dairy in it but now ucsd has a um fully vegan restaurant on campus called Roots, which was oh, there yeah. for my senior year so i mean it was really cool to be able to have that and just see it get into the school system yeah at all amazing. so yeah
0: so i just found something on here that i didn't haven't seen before. It's actually from Forbes. This was published uh, December 31st, 2018. So, very recent. The title is Everything is Ready to Make 2019 the Year of the Vegan. That's from Forbes magazine. That is huge. So... Yeah, and it, this was uh, coming back after the Economist. There was an article on that earlier. So I mean, these are huge platforms that people are talking about. I mean, we're seeing this in professional sports. It's yeah. like, I mean, I remember the first time I saw a TV or yeah, TV commercial for Country Croc, and it was like, I'm sure you've seen it with the little kid, and he's like, "Oh, dinosaurs rah! and then the like the mom is like. Oh here this is made from plants some of the biggest dinosaurs ate plants and i'm like <gasps> you know <Aww. laughs> it's like oh my god they're making they're like actually using the word vegan you know and so um it's just really cool to see this kind of shift and i i feel like we're so lucky to be living in this generation mm-hmm. where we're seeing this happen yeah. because can you imagine being a vegan like 30 40 years ago like <laughs> it'd be hard
1: yeah I know for sure. This is definitely a fun time when it comes to that in regards to more in in light of a lot of the bad things that are happening in the world, you know, and, you know, speaking more about like education and there's 21 must watch vegan documentaries that will inspire you to change the world in 2019. I know one of the ones that's coming out is Lucent. Which Ooh. is a little bit more behind the scenes um, factory farm. Look at that again. You know, we saw Dominion come out last year, which yeah. I know I watched, which was definitely pretty difficult to watch. Yeah. We just actually had an evolution burger guy just walk out the I was door and say the I, I recognize her. <laughs> <Plant-based. laughs> hey. Yeah, if you guys are in San Diego and you're looking for burgers, I know there's a couple of places you can go. There's plant powered fast food mm-hmm. and evolution Anthem. burger. Anthem Vegan. Anthem Vegan
0: has amazing burgers, too. hmm There's a few. I know I'm missing There's a, a bunch few. bunch of native
1: foods. No, oh, my God. Has, I was just yeah. there.
0: They have a million yeah. new new burgers. Not a million. They have, like, six new burgers on their new rollout menu for this year.
1: Eve up in Encinitas mm-hmm. also has some pretty good stuff. We're Loving doing a Cut. podcast, too. Yeah. Oh. So i
0: excited for
1: that. Oh, yeah. nice. I <laughs> just talked to
0: them today, actually.
1: Good. <laughs> yeah, that and, you know, I know one documentary that both of us are really excited about is the... um. It was highly acclaimed at the plant-based healthcare nutrition conference, and you just had Dotsie Bausch on Mm -hmm. yours, um, which is— Game changer. Yes, Game Changers is coming out. Yeah, Charity
0: Morgan is on there, too. Mm -hmm. She's wife of Derek Morgan from the Tennessee Titans. She's been on the podcast a Mm -hmm. few times now, actually. Um, I think—I'm not positive. I might be wrong about this, but— Dr. Angie Sadeghi, gastroenterologist. She, I, th- I don't remember if she's actually honored or not, but I know Dr. Kahn is. He's yes. a cardiologist. He was also on the podcast a while ago. But it was just such a cool collaboration of mm-hmm. all these like athletes and doctors yeah. coming together. I actually missed the premiere because I didn't get to stay for the whole expo. Mm-hmm. But I'm super excited to see that coming out too.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it's going to be that. I feel like is going to be so huge, and you even have like. You know, bodybuilders like Nimai Delgado are going to be, yeah. you know, visible. And it's like, you know, he's open about his steroid use and stuff. But at the same time, That's it's like you're the... still able to build a lot of muscle, you know. And there are bodybuilders. There are a lot of people that are doing amazing things. And you don't have to be contributing to the death of no. animals and be compromising your own health, too, at the same time. <laughs> Here's the
0: thing. People want to point out a vegan using steroids because it's an easy target. Right. But anybody who's not in the natural bodybuilding uh, genre mm-hmm. is using some sort of growth horm- hormone or steroids. It's just what you have to do to compete against those other guys, vegan yeah. or not. Yeah, and it's just funny to me how automatically, like, he says something about steroid use, and everybody's like, "See, that's why he's buff." And it's like, no, yeah. like, how many other yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah. Like, every other guy in his class is using steroids too, totally. and they're they're consuming animal products. So, yeah.
1: So one of the other ones I came across is that McDonald's is launching their first ever vegan-friendly Happy Meal and veggie wrap. So it's like a chicken veggie wrap in a tortilla type situation. That's interesting. And this is in the UK. So this is in, you know, uh, there was another, I don't remember if it was Sweden or some other type of European country had done a vegan um mcdonald's burger they oh, had the like McVegan. a vegan <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
0: so silly was but that yeah. like S- sweden or, or england maybe? Yeah. I yeah. know,
1: somewhere over there yeah somewhere <laughs> across the atlantic <laughs> God sorry no for swear. those of you
0: listening from there yeah, sorry. <laughs> not trying to be ignorant yeah
1: no shade um no but it's awesome you know i think that they're saying that this has just been introduced as the ever the first ever vegan friendly happy meal Going along with a new spicy veggie wrap on the menu. So, thanks to the growing demand from customers for meat free options, this is becoming available. And I think this would be awesome if they released this in the United States because I'm like, you know, basically a lot of these fake meats, some of them are soy free. But when you look at what a lot of the animals in the factory farms are eating, it's a lot of soy, corn, and I'm dairy. Crazy, yeah. Let's like, You know, get the animals out of the situation and just be making the mock meats with these
0: things, you know,
1: hopefully, like, organic and, like, healthier non-GMO ones. Like, let's get that stopped.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's a whole thing, too. It's a good point because, yeah, those are the most genetically modified crops. Soy corn, and wheat, right? And those are things that are usually Mm -hmm. made for these plant-based burgers. But they're also the number one feed items for the cows. Totally. And like you were saying, like, yeah, why don't we just go straight to that? Well, the thing is, too, if you look at how much feed a cow has to eat before it is to the point of slaughter, it's a hell of a lot more than we need to make a couple Mm of burgers, uh, plant-based burgers. Yeah. So... Yeah, and you're still getting that second-hand soy. If those guys that are worried about phytoestrogens and soy, like, totally get it. There's controversial studies on that. so You're I'm not, not going to grow make... boobs. I know. You're not going to get boobies. <laughs> if but... that was
1: true, then, like, how many women would just be, like, going vegan to get bigger boobs?
0: Right, like, let's <laughs> just eat soybeans yeah. all day instead of plastic surgery. Yeah. Hell, yeah. But on top of that, what people aren't realizing is that when the cows are eating the soy, you're still getting the remnants from the... The soy. So if you're really worried about yeah. soy, don't eat beef either.
1: <laughs> yeah, or dairy, or which has over 80 active hormones in it, just as is, whether you're getting an injected—that's organic dairy yep. alone has 80—so it's like, you know, if you're not getting that, then you're really just in for it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: I want to yeah. say, we were talking about Beyond Meat earlier yes. on here. So Beyond Meat, this is, uh, according to NBC, they actually just posted this today they became the 550 million dollar brand with the burger that bleeds. So in 2018 consumers ate roughly 13 billion of these burgers. Like I, what?
1: I had you know a couple. I had a I couple. Know, you know, I tried it and it's like it really does taste like meat. I mean, it's I kind have of a to trip. say yeah, like 10 years ago nothing like that really existed. It was Mm-mm. like let's have some quinoa and black beans, guys. So, you know, now they have stuff that actually tastes like meat. So And I think the Slutty Vegan, going back to that, they use the Impossible Burger. I think so, too. On theirs. However, there are a lot of chains that do support the Beyond Meat Burger. And I feel like now there's kind of, like, almost this, like, monopolizing competition between all the fake meat companies that are trying to be like, oh, I want to get into this big company and that big company where I'm just like, good competition. Like, I'm glad that's what's going on rather than, like... Bunch of nasty food. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let's keep it going.
0: I know it's. This is pretty amazing. I'm. I'm shocked how quick this ended up going. Because we, like, this is something I've talked about before too, and I know you and I have talked off air that, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is foreign for people to think about taking meat out of their diet, especially if they're on a standard American diet and they're eating like crap every day. It is a scary thought to say vegan. But when you give people options like this and they can feel like they're eating the same exact way, but they're avoiding a lot of the animal cruelty. Because I think really when it comes down to it is, yeah, there's the cognitive dissonance where we're all like unaware of what's really going on in factory farming. But if you were to hand most people a knife and a pig... They're not going to stab it. You no, know, they're, they're gonna not pet
1: it and be like, look how cute. And we see exactly. this at the farm sanctuaries. Yeah. It's like people want to put on the blindfold. Like, what is that new movie with Sandra Bullock? Bird Box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Hashtag> bird box. <laughs> That's what I feel like when I walk past the meat aisle. Hey, yep. <laughs> 100%. Well, going back to school education, it looks like the U.K. education secretary wants all schools to be plastic free by 2020 or 2022. So that is a great way to set a standard because I know that so many school cafeterias and stuff, they're using the styrofoam, Mm -hmm. the plastic, Mm -hmm. the plastic cups and straws and all that stuff. And there's been a lot of crackdown on straw usage, at least, you know, globally yeah. i feel like that's really taken place but i know in california people are really really pretty serious about it but um you know that and we just got to get more of those those uh foods cleaned up in uh, kids diets when it comes to school eating and i think there's one article that i came across that said something about um, schools wanting to eliminate certain kinds of processed lunch meat for hmm. kids um you know, which is quite a bit in in schools. You know, you have that weird like Salisbury <sighs> steak. Meat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you like, oh, what is that?
0: Same food they're feeding the prisoners. Yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> the other thing you know, I saw, Pizza Hut in the UK is launching a cheesy vegan jackfruit pizza in all 253 locations yeah what the
0: heck we need that here (laughs) i saw that on instagram i'm Mm -hmm. like wait what oh it's the uk yeah go uk you guys are coming out with a lot of amazing things
1: yeah uk lead the way and you know we're seeing jamie oliver and now um chef ramsey are competing to see who's gonna release like the most vegan recipes and vegan recipe books and stuff so (laughs) that's awesome i'm like they're both very awesome like great chefs they stand for awesome things they both have their platforms and i think they they care about using quality ingredients and i think adding the health component into it and reaching the market of people that you know, mm-hmm. obviously, our trying to eat healthier is a really, really great, great thing.
0: I think so, too. And I think even I saw um, some news running around around uh, Gordon Ramsay with, like, that he was personally, not just in his restaurants, but that he was personally doing Meatless Mondays. And then mm-hmm. he was personally going to do, like, some vegan challenges. Now, I didn't see that straight from his profile, so I don't know how true that is. Yeah. But I saw people saying, oh, he's going to do the 22-day vegan ch- twenty two vegan challenge. So, Either way, the word is still hitting mainstream and it's it's being normalized. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can do for the movement. So it's
1: interesting. that They're both aging men. And I feel like one of those things that always gets talked about or, you know, gets talked about at the very least is like erectile dysfunction and stuff and how much men are sensitive about that. And, you know, Viagra is a drug that is heavily prescribed even for people in their 20s and stuff. And, you know, most of men on a vegan diet attest that the flag still rises.
0: (laughs) I actually it's funny. We talked to Dr. Khan about this before because it's um, one of the biggest things you hear meat eating men say is that like, eating meat is manly or like you're feminine if you're a vegan and it's actually quite the opposite physiologically Mm -hmm. because I mean we're not going to get into the whole thing about it but you are getting literally clogged arteries from animal products and clogged arteries well that's going to prevent blood flow to all areas and guess what guys that's how that works so Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah eat more plants
1: I thought this was interesting. Will am wants to release a vegan cookbook to help fans get healthy. Now, we're seeing this with celebrities. You know, Beyonce um, and her husband Jay-Z are really wanting everybody to spread the truth and go vegan in 2019. I think it's great that, you know, celebrities are using their platforms to influence this. And I just, you know, I think it's great to be... um, on that side of the movement i feel really grateful to have been doing this for a while before any of this was kind Mm -hmm. of becoming mainstream but it's nice to have more community of people that are interested in and to be able to spread the message in such a way and uh, feel good about it yeah you know and those people because they have such large platforms and such power for change you know can have more corporate um Influence and they can also have more influence when it comes to even influencing the public sector or um, government, too. Oh, yeah. Lobbying for different things. You know, we've seen celebrities like Kim Kardashian get Alice Johnson released from prison. You know, she used her celebrity and her lawyers and her um, ability to do that. But, you know, there are other large celebrities out there that are really passionate about these messages, too. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of subsidizing when it comes to food, um, corn, soy, meat dairy mm-hmm.
0: these things are
1: only able to be as affordable as they are because they are government subsidized and there are bills behind them that allow it to be more affordable for people because they've been deemed that oh that's a good source of calcium and we need protein in order to be healthy blah 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 when mm-hmm. it's like there's so much contradictory evidence at this point yeah. when it comes to that so i'm hoping that we'll see some stuff really taking uh, once the government actually gets back into session <laughs> after the furlough, that um, that's maybe some things can be taken care of in that realm. I know Canada actually I just noticed this because Justin Trudeau, my brother, actually works really closely with the Canadian government in regards to defense. So he actually sees the prime minister yeah. <laughs> quite frequently and they have conversations over their crazy socks because both of them do wear them, <laughs> but um, I noticed this that they are um, investing a lot in plant based options, and mm-hmm. uh, for the Canadian country, so it's that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out.
0: Yeah, you know, just speaking of, you are talking about government, and that made me think of the California fur ban. So I know yes. LA back in September of last year, 2018, Los Angeles is banning the sale of fur. Uh, Before that, in March, uh, San Francisco was um, also banning fur. Mm -hmm. And now we're trying to do a statewide California fur ban, which I think is amazing. So it's just the ban of the sales. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of ways to still get around that. And if you really wanted fur, you could either get it yourself or um, go to a state nearby. But the one thing that it does show is, Uh, The Californians don't want to support it. It shows us standing up saying this is cruel. We're not doing this. And that's one thing that's pretty awesome that it's like that's become a pretty nationwide worldwide sort of thing that even if you're not vegan, you recognize that fur is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not a fashion statement anymore, and so it's pretty. I I don't know. That's huge for me because that industry is. I don't know what's worse between dairy and fur, but they're both disgusting. And I'm so happy yeah, to see it gone. Cool.
1: Yeah, and I think like you know Hollywood has such a stretch. You know, internationally yeah. set so many standards, and there's so many celebrities now that are you know kind of more aware of these issues. So a lot of people get inspired by. Ins- Uh, Celebrity fashion and Mm -hmm. style and a lot of stylists working in Hollywood and um, New York and, you know, New York Fashion Week is always I feel like you there's always the protesters that are because New York Fashion Week is oftentimes during the winter months. So people Uh are in their fur coats and stuff and there's always the PETA protesters or the people (laughs) protesting about against fur and throwing paint on people. But I think it's nice to see that that influence is um, happening uh, amongst hopefully designers as well. I know Stella McCartney was one of the first to really branch out and do fully vegan, um, high fashion but I think it, I'm hoping that it will, similar to how it's getting into the other brands. Because it's like, it would be awesome if brands like Chanel or Celine. Well, it's already
0: starting. All what of that. Armani, like, right? I think Armani did it. Um, I don't remember. I know that there was a few that were like, okay, no more for... Uh,
1: like Gunas just made the top 13 in regards to vegan handbags, according to one of these websites here. The... um the independent. So, I mean, there is vegan fashion available, but I think, you know, I appreciate some Gucci too. You know, <laughs> it, you know, Same. there's there's unique style and things that come into to play. But it's like you don't want to support these companies because they're just not aware of these issues and not incorporating that into their brand, and it's difficult to support their brand when they're doing this you know yeah
0: i actually people magazine did an article on here that says luxury fashion brands that are anti-fur this was published september of 2018 okay. and so it's pretty recent uh burberry versace gucci this must be i mean obviously this is new because i've mm-hmm. seen fur on these brands before but yeah. michael kors i remember when that came out armani mm-hmm. um that one i think was one of the biggest or one of the first ones yeah. tom ford stella mccartney uh, Vivian Westwood, Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren, whatever, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. But basically, a bunch of people are jumping on this together and taking a stand and saying, you yeah. know what, we're going to listen to the public and we're yeah. going to do what? I mean, ultimately, I don't want to act like these companies have giant morals, but they're doing what's going to make them money. And if people aren't supporting companies that have fur, then that would be the uh, economic <laughs> stance to take. So.
1: True. And I do think that there is sensitivity. I remember, you know, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the book, The Jungle by the Baskin Robbers, Baskin Robbins um, son, mm. the owner. But, you know, in that book, he details that he went to go visit a guy who owned a pig farm and he was like, I don't want to do this work, but it's the only way that I can support my family mm-hmm. because it was either a factory it was a factory farm of some sort but it was just like he was really sensitive about it because it's like i know like i hate hurting these animals but it's like the only thing that i can do and i think eventually down the line i mean it's been a while since i've read this story but eventually down the line the guy was able to convert his situation into a different line of work well like i think he was either growing some different type of crops and he actually opened up a farm sanctuary for the pigs, so he kind of like was able to restructure. But I think that's something that I would like to see a little bit more in regards to development plans of like how could we? Because there would be a huge loss in jobs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of these jobs have such high rotation levels as it is; they're probably one of the highest in the country. That how I... could we keep people working in these industries? Because it is going to cut out a lot of you know. It's going to change. True.
0: Jobs, Like, like, yeah, because I've heard this argument, too. Oh, well, you're going to get rid of so many jobs. But OK, let's try to look at this. First of all, hemp is the, the number one growing crop right now for so many different reasons for textiles, for obviously the marijuana industry is growing clothing. with the legalization, the clothing. I mean, it's sustainable, even the, the, the fuels, you know, that they're yeah. making out of it. So that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, in this transition, it might be a little bit hard, but if we look at the lives that these factory farms are destroying by the PTSD that goes on inside of these places, by, yeah. you know, I've heard so many stories about what happens to these workers that are in there, and, and a lot of them are immigrant workers, too, and they they have nowhere else to go, mm-hmm. and people are like, well, they're providing a, a service. Well, yeah, but these... These workers could still have a job that we would just be changing an egg farm into a hemp farm, or, you know, it's, they're they're all labor workers. So I'm not going to act completely ignorant, act like nobody's going to lose a job. True. But it's also going to create a whole new level of industry that new products are going to yes, come out new of this, business. too. New businesses yeah. are coming from this, which is going to actually create more jobs. So I yeah. think it's going to be one of those, like, it's going to get a little bad before it gets good. Yeah yeah, totally. But the end result's going to be better. and anyway, it's it's all better anyways, because it's so much better for the environment and for the animals, yeah. too that you know, it's still a win.
1: I think it would be nice to see like Monsanto or you know, these really larger corporations, Tyson, um, you know, the milk and dairy Council, just different companies that are associated with this like have some type of plan in place. It's like how can we keep the people that still are with us? employed in some way or help them transition
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so that they're still able to earn money but they're don't they don't have to do this kind of work anymore yeah. you know which is obviously these companies have their own private interests about this but i wish that they're i hope that there is some type of a plan being developed where it's like no you can grow microgreens or whatever you know what i mean like mm-hmm. just something like that mm-hmm. where it can be a little bit more automated and
0: they'd have some really fertile soil with all the manure <laughs> Would it be
1: sanitary though, uh,
0: <laughs> Scout! I don't know.
1: <laughs> cool news, vegan celebrity Steve-O is trying to open oh, a geez. animal sanctuary. Yeah,
0: he's been doing some. I mean, Stevo's—he's up to
1: things. Yeah, always.
0: I'd love to have him in here. That'd be great. <laughs> Stevo, a, a lot story. of personality. No, I
1: know. Yes. Uh, And this uh, just going to come out next week is a documentary on um, I don't know where this is being released, but it's called The End of Meat and it's coming out literally next week. And this is something that Steve-O also, I think, um, no, I I don't think he's associated with this, but um, it's set for global release next week. So this might be something that's either, you know, a lot of these vegan documentaries we see, Earthlings, Dominion, both of those are available um online to stream you don't even need to have any type of like netflix or amazon Mm-mm. prime or any kind of subscription like that uh, necessary i don't know which uh company this is but looks like they are having a no beef burger it looks like meat though like this looks like meat um plant kitchen I don't know if it has soy in it. I know the Beyond Burger does not have any soy, and it doesn't, and it's gluten free also. So I feel like if you are allergy prone, the Beyond Burger is probably the best option for you because that's just like pea plant protein, yeah, and like even like mung bean protein or Ooh. something. So
0: speaking of mung beans, another shout out to Breakfast Republic down here in San Diego. Well, I know they have other locations outside of here, but they have a small vegan menu now. And they have their mung bean omelet, which I had. Um, once again, not the normal food that I would eat. It is is—it is a little oilier than I would pick. But it's made out of mung beans, and it's pretty amazing. It actually sticks together like an omelet. And shout out to them for rolling out that menu, because that must have been crazy, because they're like egg now galore. Now you're saying
1: this, I have heard of this mung bean
0: egg. Yeah, yeah. just egg. Yeah, just egg. Yeah, yeah, those so, are among beans.
1: I saw one of my friends, Tim, on his IG stories trying it. If you guys, uh, Mississippi vegan, <laughs> I was gonna say, are
0: you talking about him? Oh
1: yes, God, he has great. some fun times on his Instagram stories. But he was trying it and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I think he likes the follow your heart egg beggar, 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 beggar." Um, <laughs> I haven't had the eggies. Your heart. Um, yeah, but it's i guess you know it's another option i mean even when it comes to bacon it's like there's all these different kinds of bacon that people make the raw jicama bacon shiitake bacon eggplant yeah coconut bacon's really good too i usually have that yeah uh even but seitan carrot tofu yeah (laughs) there's so many different options now so stop eating piggies yeah and animals (laughs) But yeah, oh yeah, and there's the silk is also coming out with uh, oat milk too in three Hmm. flavors. They have the uh, strawberry, vanilla, or no, it's just plain, but it's in the red, so just plain vanilla and chocolate.
0: I've heard oats are just a pretty sustainable crop. That's probably why a lot of them are doing it. Mm -hmm. I've actually made oat milk at home. It's pretty easy to do. You just put them in a blender with some water and then strain it. Yeah. and You could, well. I was gonna say you might be able to throw it in a juicer like that but i don't know that might not work don't try it <laughs>
1: yeah yeah watch and a video. Even, there's a lot more plant-based yogurts coming out too there's a company called good plants that is releasing um, four flavors of lemon chocolate coconut and strawberry and vanilla and i also know that dia is releasing some yogurt oh yeah they too. have i've
0: seen their little like single Cup serving things. ones yeah uh so delicious has a yogurt I'm sure there's a few. Totally. I don't really eat yogurt. So
1: I used I to eat like a lot it. of yogurt growing up with like in my lunch for like snacks and stuff. And I think if they can make it something that's like rich in protein and like vitamins and stuff, then like, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's oh, it is. better for the nation. children's to be eating than yeah. dairy products. So,
0: yay, cool.
1: So those are our little vegan topics, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I always have fun chatting with Danielle.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I know I, we've, like, talked about different things a few times and haven't done a collaboration in, like, a year. So thank you. <laughs> and for you guys, again, on my channel, um, we'll leave a link in the bio, but Victoria's podcast is Vibrant Raw Living, and it's uh, it's a lot different than mine. She's raw vegan, but hers is a lot about dance and things yoga
1: so <laughs> i like to talk about a lot of different health aspects you know like just different ways to take care of yourself and even last year in 2018 i focused a lot on a mental health mm-hmm. series so if you guys are interested in any of that come on over come, on over. come on over baby <laughs> yeah come on over and live your best life in 2019 or whatever year you're listening this to this Woohoo! <laughs> <in.
0: laughs> bye guys
1: bye Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com.